You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm here with Steve Peters on what only he described as somebody has spun the wheel of fantasy and keeps spinning it and it hasn't stopped and I don't know what's happening. What the hell is going on? <laughs> wait, wait, like I think we're happy, right? Like we're happy, but the plan, like don't look at the standings and then go ahead and be happy. Are you kidding me? The most <laughs> goals, first of all, last game they set a franchise record for the most points in a game by a single player with Nick Schmaltz. Tonight they set a record since moving to Arizona on goals scored in a game. What in the hell's going on? What happened to this team? They look really, really good. This is a team that their average goals per game was last in the league, had the second worst goal differential in the league. And to, in the last two games, they've scored 17 goals in two games. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Like, and they just keep scoring. Like you said, oh, it's got to stop. How about, how about the Detroit fans booing their goaltender? How about Ouch. how about the Coyotes chasing a goalie? Two, two different Twice. goalies. Twi- Twice. Like, oh, yeah. Two goalies, same game. Chase them. Grice, get in there. Did Grice even make a save? Or is he over two? <laughs> no, he made one save. Okay, good. He made one save. Two goals on three shots, and he home. He go. But well, we have not by the numbers yet. But something else happened tonight that has never happened all season. Can we go to buy the numbers? Yeah, let's go to buy the numbers. Here we go. Let's see if you can pick it out, Leah. Um, it is that for the first time this season, the Coyotes have won a game in which they outshot their opponent. And you know, looking at a 9-2 score, I don't think 30 to shots to 28 shots is what you would have if you, what you would guess if you well, were look at the power presented plays. with 9-2. Look at the look, look at the, the stat line. Look at the stat line for Detroit besides the score. If you're looking at that compared to the Coyotes, like the score gone, you would think Detroit won that, that game. Absolutely, especially the way this team has been and when they get out when they outshoot an opponent, they lose. You literally hide the score, they lost. I, and I will say this about the shots, Leah. They were being outshot until the last five minutes of this game. Like they almost, like they out, they outshot Detroit in the third period, ten to six. So they almost got outshot again. But this game, I I I didn't where you start. Like, the offensive I. output of this team right now, they they've got wins this year where they weren't the better team. 
They've got wins where their goaltender was lights out. They were the better team by a mile tonight. Their, their offensive output and watching Schmaltz and Keller grow into something right now is honestly, they're one of the better tandems in the league right now. I can't believe I said that out loud. Schmaltz wow. and Keller are one of the better tandems in the league. Schmaltz with four more points tonight. Their ability to find each other on the ice and to make plays in the offensive zone to one another is amazing. And I don't know on that last goal, the last goal, Keller takes it all the way, thinks he's going to score, gets a penalty. You think, oh, penalty shot. And then Schmaltz taps it in. And poor, poor Boyd. Poor. He just, he can't catch a break. Why he he was laying, look, he was laying down on the ice. He just, he got injured. And those two are skating up. He's not even in the same zone with those two two zones behind. Boyd scored the first goal of the night. No, but just on that play, he didn't even get to be, like he's two zones behind. Yeah, how many points did Boyd end up with? He ends up with two? Well, let's let's get to this now because this was also crazy. No, no, no. I'm all over the place too. This is very disorganized. There's an ambulance going behind me. (laughs) Everyone's celebrating outside. But, all right. So, we said how many points did Boyd end up getting? Well, 13 different Coyotes had points tonight. <sighs> Multi-point games for the Coyotes in tonight's 9-2 win in Detroit. This is a tweet from Craig. Nick Schmaltz, Jacob Chikrin, Nick Ritchie, Clayton Keller, Barrett Hayton, Travis Boyd, and Louis Erickson all had not one, but at least multi. two points. Those are multi-point. That's nice. multiple-point games for all those players, plus all the players who just had points in general. I mean, this wasn't just, you know, the other day, Nick Schmaltz, seven points on eight goals. This was like way more of a team effort than we saw the other night too. And you know what? It's important for a couple of reasons. It's the good players that are playing good right now. And Schmaltz, I've said it before on the show and I'll continue to say it. The knock on him was his consistency it has been for his career and his ability to stay healthy. Well, I if you look at his points over the last 16 games, he's phenomenal. Like His numbers are outstanding. And again, he's playing both ends of the ice. He's back checking. He's been elite. But Jacob Chikrin tonight, he was a man on a mission. I really thought he was going to get the hat trick tonight. I mean, he had the opportunities at the end. He had shots at the end. He dies for the one through the crease to tap it in. That was unbelievable. Yeah, he he looked good, and, and then you know, on his second goal, he holds it in at the blue line. It's a turnover. Um, Detroit player knocks it off the glass, but Chicken did a great job keeping that puck in the offensive zone at the blue line. I think that was went unnoticed, but that's a hell of a play, keeping that play alive, and then to rejoin and, and be able to get the one timer and get his second goal of the game. I really thought he was going to get three, and most importantly for Jacob Chicken, and I want to say this: he was plus four tonight. And here's a guy that that had struggled with the minuses early in the season. He, he was he was blast in the league. Like he was really having a tough time. So for him to come out of this as a plus four and being a very solid offensive player, I'm really happy for Jacob Trickern. And and maybe that starts the road trip and they have a great trip. I this team looks good right now. They're skating well. They're undefeated in March, Petey. I, I I three in a row for the first time all year. Three and zero with Michelli. Three and zero in March. Three and one with Richie. Coincidence? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't even know where you go with all this stuff. This I is... feel like when the Coyotes beat the Colorado Avalanche, 
they absorbed the Colorado Avalanche yeah, power was. <laughs> because Colorado melted down tonight against New Jersey. Like, I think the Coyotes did they just, lose? I think. Oh they my god, they did. Yeah, five three. Yeah. Yep. That sounds like a Netflix series. You could probably write that. Yeah, like a, a hockey that. team wins. Yeah. It's like, power. Yeah, it's like you. Every team you beat, you absorb their power, and the Coyotes have absorbed. Yeah. The Colorado Avalanche. It's a, a, unbelievable. This Detroit team has struggled. They played the Florida Panthers in their in their previous game where they got blown up for five straight. This is going to be a very difficult time for the Detroit Red Wings right now. I know they were outside of the playoffs looking in, but their numbers, like they're ahead of the Coyotes by nearly almost 18 points, almost 20 points going into this game. Um, they're going to be incredibly disappointed with this effort coming off a huge loss against Florida. Um, they're going to be some soul searching in Detroit right now because they have some really good players and they got some young players. And they talk about the Yeiser plan, you know, Steve Eiserman, the Yeiser plan. I, oh boy, they just got just ran out of the building by the Arizona yeah, Coyotes. I know. And guess who's Ooh. back in the chat? Monsieur Stalin is back He's with back. a super chat. What a show of force. Coyotes pretending to be bad all year, then decided to show what they're really doing. Stanley Cup coming up shortly. Can sure. can he do can somebody do the math? Are they out of it? Can can if they run the table, can they get in? Um that would be something yeah, that I shouldn't be doing happen. because yeah, that that sounds like a lot that I'm gonna do. I yeah, I'm. If not they win, if they win five more in a row, if someone wants to do that math for us, please let us know. How about the math in the in the, the, the member Discord the other day? Somebody went through and did that that after the Coyotes get scored on after a minute. Somebody did a lot of work. We'll have to use that in the next show. Oh yeah, that was amazing. We'll have yeah. to go through that. I, um, so we've talked Keller, we've talked Schmaltz, we've talked Chicken. Can we talk about another player? Sure, I'll let you tee it up. Can we talk about number eighty-one? Can we talk yeah, about Phil how Kessel? about? Okay, so here's what impresses me the most about Phil Kessel: that he probably knew that his wife or partner was going into labor soon, and but he has an Iron Man streak to uphold. And we're going to further debate this when Craig gets here because yeah. I know there is a differing of opinions, but he played the first shift of the game. So it counts that he suited up for the game. It counts toward his Ironman streak. He actually almost scored on his yep. one shift. Got a shot. shot and then he said goodbye. And yeah. the team chartered him a jet, which was very, very gracious of them. And he's on his way back to Arizona for the birth of his child. I know you have some feelings about this. So I, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and like, I'm curious to see what other people think about this. So th this is another instance where the Ironman streak becomes more important than the team or even the individual. And you knew clearly, he probably shouldn't have got on the plane yesterday to fly to Detroit. Like you had to know this was coming, right? And so every other player in the league, except Keith Yandel, would have stayed home. Every player but Keith Yandel and Phil Kessel stay home, about to have their baby. They don't even get on the plane to Detroit. But because Phil Kessel and Keith Yandel have the streaks going, they have to play. And so it, he played 30 seconds. He played 30 seconds and gets on a plane. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So is that keeping there? Is that really an Iron Man? Played 30 seconds. I, I mean, know. he suited up for an NHL game. I know Not what many Craig thinks. Say they've done I it. know what Craig thinks, and, and that's where. Hey, I kept the streak alive. Is great, and I hope he made it home in time. And I, I, and he's planning on being in Toronto 
um, yeah. on Thursday. And so. it's not like they're on a California road trip where it's like an hour to two hour flight. They're in Detroit, they're at Toronto. That's a four and a half hour flight. I've been on so that the, flight a dozen times. Dozen. So that is a commitment by him. I, I, I see it. I, I do see it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious what other people think. Good on him. Good on him. He almost gets a goal. I would it would have been a better story if he gets a goal. It would have, especially because he almost literally almost did. If he scored a goal and then flew back to Arizona and had a, a baby, like that would would a night for him. But still, will be a great night. No, anyway, and and, and there is, and I know people in the all oh, member Discord again, just all over me about what am I going to be negative about tonight? I this team was really really good, and yeah. I, I'm surprised now because. <sighs> We saw glimpses of this throughout the season. We saw Keller maturing throughout the season. Schmoltz was hurt early. We saw glimpses. Barrett Hayden was another player that was outstanding tonight. We're seeing these individual efforts all the way up through today was game 56. We're seeing these great efforts. Do you think this season's different if they get the goaltending they're getting now in the first 15 games? Does that propel them? Do they get six more wins? Six more wins is 12 more points. Does that make a difference? Or, or, or are we glad they are where we are? I mean, I'm glad they are where they are because, yes, we're they're undefeated in March and we're here and we're having a great time and they've scored 17 goals in their last two games. But let's not lose sight of what the plan is. Like, this is a rebuild. And with this win, the Coyotes just jumped over Montreal again to take 31st. They're still you know, 20 plus games a season. So nothing's over. We still have the trade deadline coming up. Let's not get carried away here, but it's easier to enjoy wins like this in the three games that the Coyotes have won in a row now, which by the way, that's the first time this that's happened this season, by the way. This is game 56 and they just put together three wins in a row for the first time. It makes it more fun to enjoy because you know, there's still, like I said, 20 plus games that they'll probably lose a good chunk of them and continue for the take. So, but it is fun to be on the other side of that nine to two score when, you know, the opening game again of the whole season, the Coyotes were almost on the other side of that. So to be on the flip of that, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And I, and I think what we've said for the rebuild, what we wanted to do is see good individual efforts, good games, edge of the seat hockey have some enjoyable moments, have a good time being a hockey fan. And I thought, again, this game literally brought all of that. Like it was, and you know what? I'm going to say one more thing. If if you had the volume up to the broadcast tonight on ESPN, listen to Dominic Moore. They showed the, um, the ASU arena in the third period when they were running out of things mm-hmm. to talk about. They showed the <laughs> ASU arena and Dominic Moore, who played in the National Hockey League, he didn't say, Oh, this is bad. This is a dumb idea. He said he, that is going to be awesome. Yeah, he said he said it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So it's it's finally somebody saying, "Hey, maybe this is going to be kind of cool." I mean, maybe not for four seasons of it, but it was it was nice to see an NHL guy that's actually played in the league, played in those uh, on the ice go, "Hey, this might be kind of neat." So I, I would like honestly from a national perspective, that might be one of the first times I've heard somebody be positive about it. And I so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, I want to read a few comments. First of all, um, Nicholas kind of echoing what I said. I'm glad we are where we are. We can enjoy wins like this and still remain in the bottom two. And that can't happen without the horrific start. And then someone, and then Tim said, I'd rather have this growth and second overall than first overall and not, which is a really interesting point. And I think 
in the year that's not the Bedard year, that's an okay attitude to have actually, because what we've heard is kind of back and forth on Cooley and Wright. Um, so if you're going to pick in the top two, and I know the closer you are to the bottom, the better chances you have at not just the first overall pick, but the second. So, you know, you want the team to have the best odds, but I kind of like that perspective. What do you think? I do too. And I think what, what this has done, we talked about what the mindset of a player is when your, your team sucks. When you, when you go to the rink and your team loses every game, it's horrific. It's hard to go to the rink. It's hard to practice. It's hard to get better right now. This team looks like they're having fun. They're improving. They're getting better. And the individuals that you want to get better are the ones that are playing better. So I think this is the right approach to the rebuild. I think this is for them to get some wins the way they're getting wins, I think is fantastic for this team because now they're getting confidence. They're feeling better about themselves as a team because we've seen it in other cities. You've seen it in Buffalo. You've seen it in Edmonton. When you get that losing recipe where you're not having fun and not seeing success, even as individual success, it's hard to dig out of that hole of negativity. And this team is getting some positive moments throughout, sprinkled throughout the season, which is fantastic. And I think it is important um, for their growth as a team to come out the other end of this, not being losers, that they, yep. they've had, they've felt winning. So I think it is really important. I think it's great. Yeah, and Nicholas also said, I know we're probably blowing it up again next season, but it genuinely seems like this team is really growing. And I'm starting to wonder how quick this rebuild could end up being. I don't know about like the quickness of the rebuild, but I do agree with seeing the evolution of how the team has grown over the course of this season. But um, let's not let's not lose sight though, because we've we've seen this through this franchise at other times when they've started rebuilds, and right in the middle of the last rebuild, you bring in Derek Stepan and Anti Ranta, and well, well, wait a minute, we're having a rebuild. Like, don't change course keep yeah. doing what you're doing keep getting those draft picks getting the young players and keeping a, a core together and getting bad contracts more picks veteran guys keep doing what you're doing stay on course don't get a big free agent this summer i don't know if i thought i'd ever say this on a 9-2 coyotes win but rebuild reminder <laughs> everyone. like this is what we're here for let's not get carried away but we can have some fun because how often do we have a 9-2 victory following an 8-5 victory um i also want to pull up oh wait we have a super chat of oh, just a five dollar super chat from nay thank you nay we appreciate Thanks, you um i want to go back i saved some comments because there some people did some math so i appreciate that um first of all karen earlier had asked how long did it take for the Coyotes to reach 17 goals when the season started, given the fact they've done it in the last two? And Mike said it took 12 games for the Coyotes to score their first 17 goals this season, wow. according to Kat Silverman on Twitter. So that's something. Wow. And then JT did the math. Max points Coyotes can get is 90. And gonna, Charles said – Sports Club Stats has the Yotes with a point zero 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 four percent So not zero. Not zero. <laughs> so you're saying? So you're saying? You're saying yep. there's a chance? Yeah. Well. Um, and speaking of saying there's a chance, I don't know. That was a horrible transition. That's a horrible segment. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. A lot's going on. Let's bring in the one and only Craig. Craig. How's this for the worst background ever? Yeah, what is that? You look like you're trapped inside like a fuzzy TV. <laughs> it's a it's a shade cover in a window because the reflection was crazy and it would also show the uh 
the quiet chaos that's occurring in my house right now. You don't want to see it. So you have quiet okay. chaos. Didn't love the thing. Yeah, it's chaos over here. They're not too respectful of the fact that I'm doing a live show right now. So, oh well, you know yeah. what? It's fine because oh, look at the super chat. Look at Shane and, and Sean battling it out. <laughs> I'm just ignoring their comments right now because they're in a hotel room in Las Vegas <laughs> and <laughs> some drinks and are mm -hmm. being had. So, I, yeah, I will acknowledge this two dollar super chat from Shane. Our Sean and I, baby. I, that's I literally have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, I just will read Thanks the comments. Money. Yes, I appreciate the $2. Craig, yeah. what is happening? Who? <laughs> where are the Arizona Coyotes and what has been done with them? I don't know. Uh, 17 goals in the last two games? Are you kidding me? Nick, hey, Schmaltz, hey. Nick Schmaltz has 11 points in his last in two, two games. games. 30 points in his last 20 games. He in, he, He's a point-per-game player now, by the way, for the season. Clayton Keller is only two points off being a point-per-game player. We already know Lawson Krause has taken a big step up this season. Wow, some of the key guys. And Barrett Hayton had three assists tonight. So, I, lots, Craig, lots. The, the good players are being good players. Nick Schmaltz has found consistency in his games. Clayton Keller plays 200 feet now, and boy, did he work his ass off to get that goal in the third period. Like he, mm -hmm. that whole shift once the puck in puck entered the blue line, Clayton Keller was a man possessed. Like he was, he worked hard. And I tell you what, there's so many good things tonight uh, on feet moving, puck possession, shots on net, getting to the net hard, defending. Even Vamelka, uh, what, what did he have for saves? He had he had 26 saves. I mean, they were he was fine. But you didn't go, oh, my God, the goalie was amazing and held him in this game. He was fine. He was good. He made some good saves. But for the first time, the Coyotes were the better team. And yeah. that was really nice to see. The Melka could have been uh, awful tonight. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I, I agree I with that, Craig. I and agree. It's crazy. We had pulled up the numbers earlier, and you just look at the stat line, not looking at the score. You would have thought, just looking at that, not watching the game, just looking at the stat line, you would have thought this would have been a Detroit win. But... Alas, it wasn't. I have to read one more super chat, unfortunately, from Sean, a dollar ninety-nine. Our Shane and I, baby, thank you for the super chat. Um, one <laughs> thing we sent, <laughs> by the way. What? Why was it down to one ninety-nine from two dollars? That was two different chats. Yeah. Was so. So uh, so one. Shane is the superior super chatter. I think that actually that... Monsieur Stalin is. So they both lose. Um, <laughs> we just talked about Chikrin, and I can't believe we made it 22 minutes and haven't even done this. So Craig, you get to beat her. But Jacob Chikrin is tonight's DraftKings King of the Game. Two goals, one assist, eight shots on goal, plus four. And we had talked about him being a plus four a little bit earlier, um, which given his huge minus from the first half of the year. I mean, what a night for Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, and, and a good stretch, actually, for Jacob Chikrin. He's been playing – he looks like his old self recently. Uh, I can't remember. I know I tweeted it, but I can't remember how many points it is over his last four or five games. But really, over the last few weeks, I think Jacob Chikrin has looked a lot more like himself. And it's it's reflected in a lot of things, uh, not just the production. Of course, we talked about the, the frightening plus-minus that he had uh, in the first couple months of the season. That's really come down as well, and, and, and I'm not a big plus-minus fan anyway, but I think it's indicative of his all-around game. He's playing really well lately. Yeah, and Lizzie, we talked about the eight shots on goal, which is in and of itself phenomenal to get eight shots. Get the opportunity to have the puck on your stick to be in a position to shoot eight times is one thing. He had five more attempts blocked. He had 13, 13 attempts at the net. 
The next closest was Fisher with five, which was five's a lot. But he had 13 attempts at net. So he was involved offensively. I, I think he's starting to get his mojo back. And that's kind of the things we're talking about, what these wins do for a team and to individuals. They build confidence so that, you know what? We're in a rebuild, but so what? We feel good about it. They're on the plane hooting and hollering tonight. They're flying to Toronto. And you know what? They feel really good about themselves. What's wrong with that? I, that's a great thing. Seattle. Seattle no, they, they blew it. They blew it in, in regulation? Yes, in they regulation. lost 6-4. Oh, If That's Seattle had won tonight, it would have made tonight's it would have been a perfect win. night. Yeah, it would yeah. have been perfect. Hey, and if Montreal had played in one, but they just weren't playing. But, man. So not only are we not in last, when I say we, I mean they, the Coyotes. They're, they're one point ahead of Montreal. They're one point behind Seattle. And look out, because by the time they get to, to Ottawa, towards the end of this trip, who knows? Ottawa won four one. Oh, they did. Okay, yep. never mind then. So yeah, it's still a three team race, but you don't want to finish third. No, you don't want to finish third. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can we talk about that other guy you get, Leah? Are you going to cue that up? Which other guy? <laughs> the guy who missed the rest of the game. Phil <laughs> Phil Kessel. Yeah. So we so Craig before you got here, we touched on this, so everyone heard. PD side. So we would now like you to present your side on Phil Kessel playing 30 seconds and then leaving for the birth of his child. Well, Andre Turin, you just addressed this in the post game. He said Phil wanted to stay for the game. He didn't want to leave the team. Um, But Turin, was the one who encouraged him to just keep the streak intact and then get home, make sure he got home in time, you know, for the birth of his child, whenever that's going to be, hopefully he makes it in time. I don't know if they're inducing or if it's, you know, if, if it's imminent uh, and, and I have no right to know that that's, that's their personal business. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a real inside scoop there. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's, that's nice that it was Andre who was the one. Who by the way, I don't but, know if that's a picture I need is Craig Morgan in the, in the room with the, his pad and pen. So <laughs> I'm a birth 9:55 PM. Yeah. How many centimeters dilated are you now? <laughs> Oh God, please. I don't want that story, Craig. Do not. I don't want it either. Trust me, buddy. So, but we also had Clayton Keller and, and, and I had heard, you know, through Dilly that they were chirping him pretty hard when he was going out on the ice. There were a lot of things being said, like, Oh, have a great game, Phil. You know? Oh yeah. Because like, like, they all knew he was leaving after one shift, but Clayton Keller said they were all supportive. You know, Kells is really yeah. tight with Kessel anyway. They were all pretty supportive of him doing this. They wanted him to get home. They wanted him to keep the streak intact. And and as you know, Petey, uh, Phil's, Phil's a bit of a cult hero in that locker room to some of these guys like Clayton Gellers, like the younger guys. So they were all on board with it. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was a classy move by the Coyotes to set up the charter and get him home right away so that he can be there for a, a really, really special moment in life. It's, it's funny because I saw him going to the bench and doing fist bumps with the, the team. But I thought it was just because he had a really great first shift. He almost had a, a goal opportunity. So they panned the camera to him and I was like, Oh, like that's, you know, they're enjoying themselves in this game already had a opportunity 30 seconds in. And then on the broadcast, they said, Oh no, he's like, he's going over the birth of his child. Like that's why they were fist bumping him. That was funny to me. So yeah. I think everyone, I mean, that, like, just seeing their good mood there, you knew it had to translate. And at that point, I was like, oh, you know, this will be a fun game. And then Travis Boyd scored a minute six into the game. And I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. The Coyotes were up three to one. I did not expect it to go the way it did, (laughs) especially after the eight to five performance on Saturday. 
three straight wins for the first time this season. It's uh, yeah, yeah, you don't you, you don't want to see too much of this. You don't want to see too much of this. Still, we, we we know what the ultimate goal is here, but again, it's it's good to see players get some sort of payoff for continuing to fight, right? Continuing to compete. You don't. It's a tough situation to be in with the Coyotes. We've said this a million times this season. So it's nice for these guys to get some payoffs, some some fun moments, some some laughers during the season. Yeah, it, it is, and, and that's what's so hard about the rebuild. Because, like, if this was game five of the season right now, you'd be going, "Oh shit, this team's pretty good. They might do something <laughs> special." It's not game five though, so you don't want this. It, 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 the reality is, this is a really hard road trip, and they're going to be on the road for a very long time in some very tough cities. And them, the likelihood of them going um, undefeated in March, I would say, is probably quite slim. <laughs> So let's enjoy it while we can. Exactly. And that was, that was let's fun. enjoy it while we can. It was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. And, and to the last thing on Kessel, when he went up to that face-off here, I, as the hockey guy, I'm looking at my notes, and I go, Fisher's taking the draw. What the hell do they do with their lines? Like, this, they're not their lines. Like, I'm scrambling through papers mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the hell they're doing with the lines. I had no idea this was the plan. So I was concerned what they were if they were trying to <laughs> outsmart the Detroit Red Wings, and they weren't. These are the kind of things that you find out if you're on the road. I, I you know, normally I'd like to travel uh, with the team, but the Canadian border continues to present significant problems, and that's where the Coyotes are headed next. So, yeah, I will get on the road again with the Coyotes. It bugs me when I miss things like this because this would have been really cool to be around. To this see problem. on the inside, I probably yeah. would have written all about Phil Kessel, and you know, just that that would have been the backdrop anyway for for the story that I would have written tonight. It, it wouldn't have focused so much on the game as. Just that that cool angle and the fact that they scored nine goals to honor him. It's kind of a it's a great story. Maybe actually. the baby will be nine pounds. Nine <laughs> pounds, nine goals. Born at nine AM. Born at wow. nine AM. I mean, I hope for the sake of his partner, it's not nine pounds born at 9 a.m., given the fact that that's 12 hours away and nine pounds is a big baby. Um, but anyway, um, before we move on, because there's still so much to talk about, I just want to say that I made my debut today on the PHNX Daily Bets show. Um, my first ever time on that show, not as the producer. And one of my picks, thanks with a little help from PD, I'll give him some credit, was the Coyotes money line, which hopefully you listened to me because you would have made some good money tonight betting the Coyotes money line. And if you want to bet that or anything else, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week, sign up using that promo code PHNX and new customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets. If they do DraftKings customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays, the conference championships in basketball and college basketball are going on this week. So tons of opportunities to bet on basketball. Um, so you'll want to take up on that offer this week. That's promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets. If they do, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details is there DraftKings on phil's baby <laughs> on, the, on the time born oh my gosh that would be crazy we should um, call him steve is a good name by the way just saying if it's a girl leah is a great name just saying <laughs> um here's an, a good comment from david that we forgot to bring up keller's goal tonight passed his um season best goal scoring record he scored his 24th goal tonight um 
I mean, we've talked about Keller so much this year already having his breakout season. We've talked about the Schmaltz-Keller-Boyd line who all three of them were on the score sheet tonight. Great for Keller. And they're still, I keep saying 20 plus games. I could just do the math, but we all know I'm not great at that. But it's, you know, I think he's really going to set this record and hopefully he'll continue to break it every year going forward. Yeah, I think he is setting a new bar this season. He's got 54 points in 56 games. Um, wow. It just it, Clayton Keller, like I said before, both these guys are point-per-game players, but Clayton Keller's been doing it all season long. He's he's getting to play in a lot of opportunities, you know, a lot of different situations than he has in the past, but he's taking advantage of it. So it's, you know, it, it, I remember when these two particular contracts were signed, uh, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz, they raised a lot of eyebrows, and they 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 still have to do it for a much longer stretch to prove that they're worth it. But man, when you look at what these two guys are doing this season, you start to think, okay, well, maybe maybe they yeah. can uh, make make themselves worth it. And and I'll, I'll I'll look right in the mirror. I mean, I'm the one. Even over the summer, I said that these contracts. Well, we've been talking about Clayton Keller's contract for almost well since he signed it. Then we go, oh gosh, he hasn't put up the numbers to deserve that kind of. Well, guess what? He is now. And now Nick Schmaltz at, at five eight, he's a bargain. Like so, it went from being good grief, I'm not sure, to now that's a pretty good contract. Which brings up another question: Do they ever consider trading Nick Schmaltz? Because you're never going to get like this is phenomenal. Like the value, like he's hot right now. Yep. Like his market right now will never be higher than it is this week right now today. Does that come up? Maybe we should ask Bill Armstrong about it on Friday. Friday, very true. Uh, that was good, Craig. That was way better than any transitions <laughs> I've had going on tonight. I'm not going to ask him. You ask. Him. We will be interviewing um, Arizona Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong this Friday at one o'clock on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So set a reminder now in your calendar. If you block it off on your work calendar and say, "Oh, I'm taking a lunch at that time, one p.m. Friday." interviewing GM Bill Armstrong. So we can ask him about that. Then the trade deadline is fast approaching. So lots to go over and it'll be really interesting to see. And, and at the back in the back of my mind with all of this success, and I know we don't want to get too excited about the success, but it is fun to win. I will say is the fact that some key players could be leaving at the deadline and this team might look very different in two weeks. So we are going to enjoy this while we're here (laughs) tonight and see what happens then and we'll maybe get some hints from bill on friday when we talk to him yeah a couple things on that i I talked to i have another story coming probably tomorrow i talked to a lot of agents today who are going to remain anonymous in my story just about this narrative that the counties are going to have a tough time signing free agents so it'll be an interesting story a lot of good thoughts from agents but one of the things that i talked to them about as well today is what the market looks like right now and you guys probably saw pierre lebrun's tweet about how ltir is impacting a lot of teams so they're trying to get as deep into the season as close to the deadline as possible because you're, you're 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 facing cap situations a lot of teams are facing cap situations so the longer you can wait the less impact a player a rental has on your cap if you're only bringing them in for a month that's a minimal amount but the other thing that I heard today from several agents is that the, the asking prices on rentals right now are really high. And that surprised me because, as we've been saying for a month and a half, the Eastern Conference has decided. There are eight teams out. They're all sellers. They're flooding the market. And if you look at the West, really, there's probably five teams in that wild card race. 
Um, so you really have a flooded market. You have a ton of supply right now. So it's really surprising to me that the asking prices are high. And I don't think it's going to last because simple supply side economics, when you have that glut of supply, eventually the price is going to come down because teams are going to want to move those pieces. And they're just too many pieces for everybody to get them sold without lowering their asking price. Yeah, and it's funny because you mentioned that, and we talked about a lot of players that I thought personally, again, I'm beating myself up again, guys that I thought were going to be traded pieces for this Coyote team, and now they're signing those pieces, like like Boyd. I thought Boyd was going to be a guy that would go, um, and they'd be able to get a price for, for Boyd, and now he's off the market. And now you look at, you know, Antoine Roussel's injured, and Beagle's injured, and and maybe it's not going to be that big free-for-all because the asking price for Chikrin isn't going to change wherever the market changes that they want a lot for Jacob chicken or they're going to keep them. And maybe that changes as he continues to play well. So I guess the point is maybe this isn't a big exodus of players for the Arizona coyotes um, come the trade deadline that, that maybe we were expecting. Maybe that changes. I, I don't, I, I think they'll be disappointed if that's the case. I mean, listen, I don't know if Jacob chicken going to get traded. I, I, as, as I've written already, it feels more like, the kind of trade that happens at the draft when you have more suitors available. But again, all it takes is one team and that, that changes. But I think the Coyotes, you know, are hoping that at least guys like Phil Kessel, um, Jay Beagle, they, I think they still think he, he could, he could be back by the deadline. And, and I was told that there is some interest in him, uh, Johan Larson. So there are a few players that are still on this roster that could bring some sort of return. You mentioned Travis Boyd. And I think what happened there is really when you explore the market, there just wasn't, in spite of what he's doing, there wasn't a great demand for Travis Boyd. So it's it's at a point where he's more valuable to you bringing back on that, that contract. And, you know, a guy that knows everything about the system now, he's played well here, he's taken advantage. So it's almost like the value wasn't worth moving him out, what you're going to get for him. I mean, and Travis Boyd probably couldn't be happier to be in the situation he's in. He's the center on the line with Keller and Schmaltz, who we've already talked about, is might be the best duo in hockey right now in this small window of time but in march i, mean, I, I would like to put up numbers march, of any duo in hockey and we're talking dry saddle mcdavid aren't putting up these numbers right now they're not no so i mean he's on a top line with top players he's in a system he knows well he's living in arizona i don't think he has any expectations that he's chasing a stanley cup where he is right now um he's realistic about it but I mean, unless this was a cup contending team, I don't think he could be in any better situation. Guys, they need a center between those two guys so badly. I'd really yeah. like to see what it looks like. <laughs> Imagine Bedard. Yeah. Even a, yeah, Shane Ryder or Logan Cooley, right? I mean, yep. I just want to see, I, I keep, we keep saying this on the show, actually. We've said it multiple times and I don't know if it's going to happen because Travis <laughs> Boyd has worked so well between them, but, you know, Barrett Hayden had three assists tonight. I still want to see what Barrett Hayton can do between those two guys. I don't know, PD, is he a good fit, the style of play, yeah, or yeah. is he not so much? <clears throat> One thing that Barrett Hayton does well is Barrett Hayton's really good around the net. Like he's driving the net hard and he's more of a physical presence. So I think he can help get the puck to those guys. And I think he can, he can, you know, whether it's screen, tip, rebound, dig pucks away from scrums that maybe the other two might not be able to get at. So that part of it, maybe. The concern I have for Barrett Hayton right now is his ability to win faceoffs. And right now, that's a big concern. His numbers tonight were, were poor again. He was um, 26%. I mean, he's winning one out of every four. And that's if you're going to be a top line center, you got to be close to 50 50 because you, you're getting offensive zone starts and you need to get those guys the puck. So that's one concern. I like the way he plays once the puck is dropped. 
I think his speed is good. His tenacity plays a little, he's playing a little tougher. He's playing a little more physical. So I think that could be a good recipe. I want to see it too. We've got 20, 26 games left. I'd really like to see it for a game or two. Um, hopefully we do get a chance to see it. I have to say, Ever since a couple weeks ago, I said, I don't know if Barrett Hayton's been our DraftKings king of the game this year. He has been <laughs> really good. So maybe he listens to our show and took that as a personal challenge. I will just believe that. Um, another player we haven't talked at all about tonight is Louis Erickson, who also had a multi-point night. Um, he had it was his second multi-assist night in his last four games, and he has five points in his last Three games, Louis Erickson, the Renaissance. Yeah, the Renaissance continues. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I didn't hear from many Vancouver fans tonight. I was surprised. Big surprise. <laughs> the Renaissance continues twice, and I, I didn't really hear from anyone in Vancouver. I think they've given up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do they do? How are they doing? They play somebody tomorrow. Do they play Montreal tomorrow? Yeah, that's Montreal tomorrow. Well, that's a big one. We need a big Montreal win tomorrow. <laughs> we need it. Well, the Coyotes are. Like we said, 17 goals in two games. They are on fire. And I wonder what it is that they are drinking drinking? in the morning (laughs) to get this energy. Maybe it's athletic greens. Um, It's something I use every day, except I'm not scoring eight to nine goals a night in the NHL. But maybe they are. Who knows? Um, With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a no-brainer. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it costs you less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash coyotes. That is athleticgreens.com slash coyotes to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Leah, I wonder if we could go back to when we started doing the Athletic Green Reads and see what the Coyotes record is since we started. Just saying. It might be. Just saying. Coincidence? I know they all listen to the show, so they're probably <laughs> stirring it up right now. Phil's on the charter right now listening to us on the way home, for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Midway in the air. He's got the Wi-Fi going. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably. He's saying, oh, maybe Craig's a good name. <laughs> Craig Kessel. Craig Kessel. Craig Kessel. I like it. Let me that to him right now. Hang on a second. Yeah. If you haven't picked something out yet, just throw this out. Let's Craig. send him a link to join the show from the plane. <laughs> yeah. Oh Craig my Kessel. gosh. I like it. Um, another player, great to see Fisher back on the score sheet tonight as well. Yeah. I just, so. you know, you, you, you get, you, you try to avoid it, but you get attached to certain guys on a team sometimes. And Fish is one of those guys that just is so easy to like. His his opportunity on this team has been up and down in terms of you know getting to play anything but fourth line. He's played fourth line center a lot, which is yeah, just another guy who's not a it's, centerman. Yeah, it's just it's almost not fair to be in that situation. I'd love to see him get something going before the end of the season. Just get on a little bit of a run because he he works at it. He cares. He's he, he's as we know, just an unbelievable guy in the room and in the community. It would be cool to see him get a little bit of a role here too we're talking about that middle core you know doing so well those three guys and now chick is hot too maybe fish can get it going and we can have all five guys going 
Yeah, he's a guy that you just you root for every time he steps on the ice. He works his ass off on and off the, off the ice. Good human being. A great interview for you. I, I know he's he's just a good guy, and you just want him. Like if you go through his games, there's so many opportunities for him to score or do something good, and he yeah, just misses. Like oh fish, like he had two breakaways in the last game, and and unfortunately wasn't able to capitalize. The guy you root for. I, I I don't know where he ends up. He's an RFA. I don't know. I don't know what happens uh, to, to Christian Fisher. I hope, I hope they have plans for him for for another contract. I hope so, um, because he, he is good in the room. He's a good person. He he can get this. He keeps a right attitude. For, he understands what the team is trying to do right now, um, and I think he can be a positive guy in the room to help get this through the rebuild, prepare the right way, and help young players. And, and I just hope they find a way to get that done. Whatever the situation is, I hope it's to his liking. You know, if, if if he ends up going somewhere else, I hope it's a good situation for him and he, he gets the opportunity and can capitalize on it. Absolutely. Um, I've just never had so much that I wanted to talk about from one game. <laughs> Have you ever seen a goalie pulled and then re-put back in a game and not because the other goalie got injured, but just because they also got scored on? Like, have you ever seen anything like what happened tonight? I, I think... But the others, I've seen it a few times where they pulled them but, and then given them a rest or going, hey, okay, we'll shake your head a little bit and get back out there. I don't know. If, like, they had to get Grice the hell out of there. Yeah. Two goals and three shots. They, they had to. Not a good – yeah, Grice didn't look good at all. And, and the Dalkovich, who's been okay and he's been great at glimpses and stretches for his career, he just – he wasn't very good. Like, he, he, he really had a hard time. And, and having said that – his defense hung them out to dry a lot today. They had turnovers in their own zone. They had struggles getting out of their zone all night. It was a tough night. Which, by the way, and I know this is like super late in the show for us to get to it, but you just reminded me. Let's pull up your keys because that was one of the keys. Um, yeah. Aggressive forecheck forced Detroit defensemen into turnovers, and that's what the Coyotes did on multiple occasions. That's Keep Schmaltz rolling. I mean, you really nailed this. Giddy's keys, they're all right on. I know wow. it's not too hard, like a blind squirrel, but the, the first one, and I watched them play because it turns out that's what I do. I watch film on teams and they, they have a hard, they have a hard time getting the puck out of the zone. They, they had so many turnovers in their own zone over the last several games that it became just glaring, glaring problem for this team. So they're going to have to straighten that out. They're going to have inch Schmaltz clearly. He's he's rolling in the road trip. We talked about this early in the season. Like when you travel west to east, it's hard. Like it, that time zone difference. And luckily, it's not three hours because that makes it much harder when it's three hours than it is two because you, your body, you're playing at five o'clock at night. I know you're, they got there last night, but it's still five o'clock body time. It, it's hard to make that adjustment because it's hard to sleep. It's hard to get up on time. It's hard to have your, you know, your meal times, your nap times. You get thrown off. So that first game traveling to two time zones away is, is difficult. And you didn't see it tonight. This team played very, very well tonight. There were there were so many good things to take away from this, and I'm, I think they can go into Canada tomorrow and and feel really good about themselves. And you know what? They've had some success in this building in Toronto. They have, yes. and they, they've gone in there with lesser teams over the last five years and got wins. So, not quite ready to make that prediction for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but but I'm not saying no. The Coyotes are good against the Leafs, um, and I know the Leafs are third in the Atlantic. They're 5-4-1 in their last 10. They've had some goaltending struggles. 
And the way the Coyotes are rolling right now, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them pull off a win at, what is it now, Scotiabank Arena. It's always the Air Canada Center to me. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that's what we want. What I want, I guess, is a competitive game against the Leafs in their home building. They're 19-7-1 at home this year. So, well, actually, now they're more tonight. But. Michael Bunting is in the Calder Trophy running now. Um, I don't know how people feel about the age. I, you know, I've thought about this, and I, I talked to some people today about it. I actually asked the league about it, and I'll have it in a story on Thursday because I talked to Michael Bunting, and I also talked to Connor Garland, so I'm going to have a story on Bunting before that game. Michael Bunting wouldn't, wouldn't even be one of the five oldest Calder Trophy winners if he were to win it this year. There have been a bunch of guys at 26 or older. Sergei Makarov won it at age 31 when he came over. So... When, when you talk about that, it, it sort of puts it in perspective for me. And, and aside from that, as a voter, I have to look at the rules. I have to play by the rules. And the rules say that Michael Bunting is eligible for Calder Trophy. So right now, as I look at it, Michael Bunting's in my – he's one of my finalists. He's one of my top three guys right now for the Calder Trophy, along with Moritz Sider, who we saw tonight for the Detroit Red Wings, and probably Trevor Zegras. And yeah, how about I, Detroit ha- – sorry, Petey. How about Detroit having two uh, – rookies in the top four rookie scoring Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider. I mean, it's incredible to see that as well. And they're, they're, they're probably, and that's what you want to see as a Coyotes fan. You want to see what's the floor plan or what's the plan on a rebuild. That's the plan. You draft really well, you get them to play well and you get two rookie candidates a few years, a few years down the road. And I guess Coyote fans, maybe, maybe that's, you know, maybe it's Gunther, maybe it's Gunther and Cooley. I, I, I don't know. Um, but maybe, they, and that's why this team, this is exactly what a rebuild does. You get good draft picks. You get a couple of veterans around them. Detroit's not there yet. They're still on their path. They're a couple and, years ahead of the Coyotes. And so is Anaheim. Same thing. I mean, Trevor yeah. Zegers, another guy. So I, I, I think Bunting's in the discussion. I think when that last 25 games, we'll really see. And he's been unbelievably valuable to this very, very good Toronto team where Zegers is and Raymond and Cider are valuable to teams that are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So maybe that makes a difference too. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, Nay sent a $5 super chat. The player owner meeting, give them some reassurance and jump in their game, maybe. And actually, Craig got to ask um, Javier Gutierrez about that player meeting in his really in-depth question and answer session with him, which you can find at gophnx.com. If you haven't had the chance to read it yet, it it answers a ton of of questions that Coyotes fans have been having. How will ticket prices be affected? How will season ticket holders be affected? Um, what will what, what happened in that player meeting and so much more. So if you haven't read that, go over to gophnx.com, sign up, become a member. You can sign up for the annual membership and get a shirt when you sign up. Oh, I did, at first I didn't see PD wearing one, but now I see that he I is. Just, the mic was blocking it. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> and members also get weekly deals on merchandise at the PHNX Locker, as well as access to the members-only Discord where we have – discussions every single day inside jokes it's a lot of fun okay. and craig is wearing a shirt that from tucson enough is enough His boco shirt. yeah boco mama shirt yeah. so uh, lots of support in the organization anyway become a member please and i see there's some comments about this we will can elaborate more on this we're going to have a podcast tomorrow um, going around the nhl so we can discuss more about the calder race and other things going on around the NHL and what's to expect from the Toronto game as well. Karen said seller stories by Craig recently. 
Um, and Caleb said Dylan Strom hat trick tonight, former Coyote, having some success, which I'm sure they'll talk about on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame wow. show. The All City family is growing. But so they're, if you they're, want- they're done with the Blackhawks this season, aren't they? What? I, think, I don't think they play the Blackhawks anymore, do they? The oh, yeah, the Coyote, they play them twice. Yeah, they have them again? Okay, good. Two times. We can do a yeah. tale of the tape. Can we actually go well, there, go. though? Well, I didn't. The Denver one, I wasn't too excited about the DNVR show. But have you seen a Chicago studio, Craig? Have you seen the video of that? No. The CHGO studio? Well, you, you, maybe you shouldn't because well, it's it, really, it's really it's good. It's really nice. <laughs> like, it's in a loft with talk. Brandon Spano, are you listening tonight? It is unbelievable. The studio there? Chicago, buddy. The studio is phenomenal. And I'm sure it's not frigid like Studio B. (laughs) Oh, it might be. It's Chicago, so. Yeah, that's a fair point. (laughs) Um, And also, and we're getting a little off topic here, but I just want to say um, it's International Women's Day today, and Allie, who's our head of production for All City, is the reason why PHNX and CHGO exist and launch and run efficiently and smoothie smoothie smoothly whatever english is hard um but yeah seriously shout out to Allie and shout out to all of the incredible women in all city so grateful to work with such talented people so that's my right little... back at you at leah merrill thank mm-hmm. you we should have been saying that to you at leah merrill <laughs> all, all you do for not just the phnx underscore coyote show but all of the shows across this brand you work literally for all of them I and mean, you were on the bet show today I was on the bed show today. It was yeah. very nerve wracking. You do do it all. <laughs> but I went two for four. I know. Well, that's, you got bad advice from a guy that thought he knows hockey. It's okay. Um, any final thoughts from this one before we head out? There's a lot. We, to, if anything we forget, uh, we can yeah, talk about tomorrow. You forgot it and you better show the damn thing because you built it. Oh can my gosh. This is so important. This is all we've been talking about. The punch card. We got to connect four. There it is. The connect four. <laughs> we did it. 29, 38, 47, 56 connected four. never <laughs> ever would have. Now the DraftKings over under on that Leah would have been a big hard under like there's yeah. no chance we're going to connect four. And we did. So it. now we can try and connect five with that game 65 or we could go oh, for the 57, diagonal. 58. How about we win four in a row this way? Like or just, yeah, that way, or you can 65. go 57 and 67. There's wow, so many there's ways to win. <laughs> so many ways to win. We got to get a line on that graphic on the connect for That's really cool. It was a, it was a fun game to watch. But, well, not for Detroit fans, but for Coyote fans, you saw individual efforts. You saw what you wanted to see through a rebuild. And I tell you what, Schmaltz and Keller right now, they are fun to watch when they hit the ice because it's not just from the blue line in. It is end to end. And I do want to urge fans that are watching these games on TV, watch eight and nine in their own end now too. And and watch them back checking through the middle of the ice and watch the effort that they have, not just when they have the puck, but when they're away from the puck. And I tell you what, it's a testament why they're doing so well with the puck is because of how hard they're working away from it. There we go. Sorry, that was my pitch for the day. See, I was That's positive. I was very positive. I know you're sometimes accused of being negative. I know, but, but... I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I do see it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Coyotes are, have definitely been entertaining lately, at the very least. So we can thank them for that. And we will have more on tonight's game, I'm sure, as stuff comes up over the next few hours um, on our podcast tomorrow so check that out wherever you get your podcast phnx coyotes 
like, subscribe, follow, and leave us a review. It's extremely helpful, as well as it's subscribed to PHNX Sports on YouTube, so you don't miss any live shows, including the show that we already mentioned, <laughs> Aaron, in our chat. Slenderella Hi, on the chat. All of the Coyotes producers were in our chat tonight. Shane, Sean, and Aaron were all Yeah, in and chat. none of them are working. Like if yeah. None of them are actually even sober. <laughs> I don't know about Slenderella. She might be. That's questionable. <laughs> you saying he's not negative is a double negative. That's funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, subscribe uh, on YouTube as well. Like we said, we'll be interviewing Bill Armstrong Friday at 1, and we have a ton of interviews lined up in the coming weeks. So we will update you as they come up as well. Follow the PHNX Sun Devils and PHNX Wildcats crew. They are in Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. So tons of coverage coming all week. PHNX Sports across all social platforms, including Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all of it. So just tons of great stuff coming up on PHNX Sports. Erin says she's not in jail or in the hospital. (laughs) Good, but you didn't say if if you're sober, (laughs) Erin. Yeah, she pleads the fifth on that one. Well, we will see everybody on our audio episode tomorrow. We'll be back for the post-game show Thursday after the Leafs game and then live with Bill Armstrong on Friday. So be sure to join us for all of that. Thank you all so much for watching. The Coyotes won 9-2. to Oh, and one more stat that I'll read. The Coyotes became the first team since the Penguins in 1995-96, which 96 was the year I was born, by the way, <laughs> to score eight goals in consecutive games. So that last happened March 24th to in the 26th in 1996. Wow. So the Coyotes are smashing records, and hopefully the next one they smash is – this isn't even a record. I was going to say winning the lottery like five years in a row. Sure, we'll go for that one. Um, <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Thanks so much for watching, and we will see you later this week.